Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system. And you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. Afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial. iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, our digital platforms, NashFM1061.com and also EricAsher.com on the World Wide Web. Uh, we invite you to check out our podcast. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchors our home base on your favorite podcasting platform. Our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook. Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram, we invite you to join the conversation there. Uh, don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week. 
uh, Thursday, 1 o'clock, with our live broadcast on WLAE-TV. Also live streaming on the WLAE-TV YouTube page. Then here come the rebroadcast. 6 p.m. on WLAE-TV Thursday night. That's on 10 o'clock on the Deuce. That's WLAE-TV 2. Friday night, 9 o'clock Pelican Sports Television. 10 o'clock on WLAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on the Deuce. Saturday morning at 5 p.m. on Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. And, of course, always at ericasher.com. Always on the WLAE-TV YouTube page. And always on our social media platforms. This week, uh, it is um, Brett Martell. Uh, the Associated Press, and Matty Hudak of, again, uh, Saints Wire and also uh, is the Tulane Sideline Reporter. It's uh, Matty's first um, time on the program. Looking forward to having her on the show. And I haven't had it, – it might be since the pandemic since we had Brett on the show, honestly. It's been a, it's been a long time. And uh, I'm glad to have Brett back uh, again on the program. Looking forward to it again this Thursday uh, and into the weekend. You'll be able to check that program out. Today on our show, Jeff Duncan – of NOLA.com, the Times-Picayune, also Fox 8 Sports, joins us at 4.35 this afternoon. We'll talk Saints, LSU, and Tulane with him. Mike Scarborough uh, is is uh, on the uh, docket at 5.15. Uh, and, of course, we'll talk LSU with him. We finish up with Ross Jackson of uh, Locked on Saints podcast, also Saints Wire, as well as CrestedEsports.com. He's going to join us at 5.35 uh, this afternoon. Look, normally on a Thursday with Ross, but Ross is going to actually be in, in route to Carolina on Thursday, uh, getting to the game a little bit early, getting at least to the host city a little early. And uh, so we got him today. We'll have him today. We'll get his synopsis on what he saw uh, with the Saints and Bucks, and what he's, what he's uh, looking forward to in terms of the uh, Panthers and the Saints. And uh, we got a lot to talk about. Um, let me start by, by saying this. There are some newcomers to this show, obviously. It's happening all the time, Okay. Uh, there are loyal listeners, that, again, that have been around for a long, long time. So let me say this. Let me start the show by saying this. This show has not, is not, and will never be Excuse Radio. Not going to be, okay? If that's your bag, this show's not for you. Period. The end, okay? On the other hand, if you're looking for a show that's unafraid of telling it like it is and, and, and not afraid of pissing off the Saints or the Pelicans organization or City Hall or the seat of government in Baton Rouge, then this is the show for you. Period. The end. Okay, I'm not an apologist. I'm not going to uh, going to not tell it like it is simply because I'm afraid that, ooh, I might get my credential pulled. I, I gave my credential back years ago. No no one out there that on airline drive is going to blackmail me into saying anything. I'm going to tell it like it is, how I see it. It may not be the way you see it, but it's the way I see it. And I want to hurl at times. I got to tell you right now. Um, when I hear some of my colleagues in this market go out of their way to tiptoe around the truth, okay? Because they don't have the guts enough to tell you what they're really thinking. Some of these individuals will tell you a whole different deal off the air than they will on the air. Or again, in, in their writings, what they're really thinking. I'm not like that. What you see is what you get. With that said, Let's talk about Sunday and Jameis Winston particularly. Look, there are some out there that don't like Jameis Winston because of, again, his transgressions back at Florida State and also with the Bucks. There are some out there that don't like Jameis Winston because, again, they don't, because he was a Buck quarterback that turned the ball over constantly and never really lived up to his potential. There are some of you out there that don't like Jameis Winston because he's a black quarterback. Okay? That's that. <laughs> that is what it is, right? To me, all I want Jameis Winston to be is, again, 
uh, a quarterback that takes care of the football and plays to the best of his ability. One of the reasons why, again, I was excited about him coming over and sitting under Breeze and Peyton for a couple years is, again, that you would think that for a guy that had had so many problems with turnovers and, and again, indecision, uh, making the right reads, making the right decisions in Tampa, that coming to New Orleans, even through osmosis, he would get it. But we heard he worked hard. He did it, and we saw that in the first seven games last year. We saw a different Jameis Winston than what we saw at Tampa, than what we saw at Florida State. Now, could that have been sustained over a season? We don't know. But we do know two things. Number one, Sean Payton is not on the sidelines anymore with the wrath of Payton. And we also know now he's hurt. He's got a broken back, four broken vertebrae. So he played injured on Sunday, okay? The four broken vertebrae affected, uh, again, affected his play. I mean, I'm not getting what Dennis Allen is saying right now, okay? Uh, I mean, look, you're talking to a guy that's got back problems. I've had him, uh, back problems for 20 years, okay? I know what it means, to, again, to, to ache and, and to have pain constantly. I know what it means. And I know, again, it, it affects your mobility. It affects your ability to do normal things that, you, again, you take for granted, especially, again, when the back flares up. He's got four broken vertebrae. He would have to have an S on his chest to go out there and perform at a high level in an NFL football game. And he ain't got an S on his chest. The guy across from him did, the GOAT, but he doesn't. He's a journeyman that's trying to be able to work his way back into into being one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. Because remember, that's what he was was advertised as coming out of Florida State. And look, he's done some really good things, but he's done some really bad things. Good Jameis, bad Jameis. We talked about it since he was at Tampa. Look, let's not pretend here, okay? As a Saints fan, you sat in that's in those stands or watched it on TV, and you were waiting for bad Jameis. Devin White said as much after the game. We knew he was going to turn the ball over eventually. We didn't do it in the first game before Devin White again gave him that cheap shot and got him out, uh, you know, tore his knee up and was out for the year. So we'll never know. We do know again on Sunday he was part and parcel of, uh, of the reason why this team lost. And a lot of that is also on, on the coaching staff as well. And I'll get into that. Look, I've talked numerous times on this show because I go back and I watch film. I go back and watch games about Jameis Winston's mechanics, okay? We were spoiled by Drew Brees and his mechanics. They were impeccable. He worked on them constantly, okay? When his mechanics are off, he's an inaccurate quarterback. Look, he's not Mahomes, okay? He can't throw off balance, He's not that guy. Now Winston is supposed to, again, throw, throw the ball accurately with a broken back. How is he expected to be accurate, okay, with a broken back? Seriously. He won't be. And, and the coaches should know this by now. They've watched this guy for three years. And they know when, again, his mechanics are not right, he's not going to be an accurate quarterback. The average fan that's watched Jameis Winston during his career knows that. There is no way he should have played on Sunday, especially versus his old team, because his old team knows his weaknesses. They know, again, his strengths and weaknesses. Who knows knows Jameis Winston better than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Nobody. 
They know everything about him. They know his psyche. They know how, how emotional he can be. They know his, his shortcomings in, in terms of as a passer. They know, again, what he does great. They know everything about him. They're the one team that can game plan for him because they know everything about him. Things that, again, maybe other teams don't know because they haven't been in his locker room. Again, Devin White said it on Sunday. He would eventually turn the ball over. Now, I'm not going to go that far. But he's trying to play a professional football game with a broken back. He's throwing off his back foot. He's throwing all arm. He's unwilling or unable to be able to run from the pressure. Why? Because he was injured. And he is injured. Dalton would have been the better option. Okay? But Allen, Carmichael, the training staff made a mistake. They doubled down on that on that mistake when they allowed him to continue after, after again, multiple interceptions and sacks. Look, I talked about it yesterday. And, look, Allen concurred, right? Six sacks that offensive line gave up. Six sacks. Now, that offensive line played, played well against a very good defensive front. I said it. They got beat on a couple stunts. Unacceptable. Cesar Ruiz. But... Winston was indecisive. He held the ball too long. He set up too deep or was unwilling or unable to escape the pressure. Why? Because he has a broken back. <laughs> he, then that led to what? Mental or emotional errors. Forcing the ball. Maybe thinking again, my arm is strong enough, I can get it done. That has been the biggest problem in Jameis Winston's career. My arm is strong enough that I can make it happen. Now, we saw that on the touchdown pass, right, to Michael Thomas, where he drilled that ball in his chest, where it bounced off his chest, and Thomas is so good a receiver, being draped by two defensive backs, he caught the ball, and it was a touchdown. Everybody ain't Michael Thomas. And that might have been his best throw of the day. But he threw bad balls, okay? Those bad balls turned the tide of the game. He should not play until he's healed. If he's going to press, if he's going to make bad decisions because of the injury, it's no different than any other player in that locker room. He needs to sit and heal. I'll give you an example. Debo, come on. You don't think this team needs Debo right now? You don't, especially after Gardner-Johnson. You don't think they need him on the field right now? He's sitting until he's healed, until he's healed enough to play. This is an organizational breakdown, okay, that let Winston play with a broken back. Now, we saw last week that he was stiff, but he still was able, after he got out of the tent, to lead this team to a win against the Falcons. I don't know if he got shot up, what happened, in, in, in whatever, but again, you could see he was stiff. Now, they tried to keep it a secret all week long about the back. Obviously, Jay Glazer still got an in, in with the Saints. He reported on Sunday for broken vertebrae. But he also reported it to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's face it, he was injured. He is injured. It affected his throwing motion. It affected his mechanics. It affected, again, his game. Can't let this guy play with a broken back. Are you kidding me? He's not Joe Montana. He's not Tom Brady. He's not Drew Brees. It's time for Dalton to be able to be on the field until Jameis is healed. Look, speaking of Breeze, Peyton made this mistake with Breeze. We saw it, right? Okay, it cost the Saints in the playoffs. 
Okay, Brees should have never played with, again, all the injuries he had. And, of course, a lot of that was, well, you know, it's Brees. we got to get him out there. No, no. Saints probably would have went to the Super Bowl that year when Brees, when Brees was so injured. He could throw the ball over 20 yards, and the defense knew it. It's incredible that he was able to be the player he was like that. But, again, playing a, 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 playing a player injured like that. Now Allen repeats the mistake. He was there. He saw it. His defense had to a, had a make up for the, for the shortcomings of Drew Brees at that time in his career. Look, the case for Dalton is simple. Winston has a broken back. And unlike Brady, who got rid of the ball in 2.5 seconds, Winston holds the ball too long, okay? This is a quick decision offense. Brees made a living on pre-snap reads, getting rid of the ball quickly and accurately. Winston relies on his strong arm. But a broken back is going to affect that. His accuracy is shot. It's not his fault. It's a natural deal. If if your back is bothering you, you're you're not going to have the flexibility that you would normally have. And for him, he needs to have good mechanics in order to be able to excel at the quarterback position. Dalton has won a lot of games in the NFL. He's a much more accurate passer uh, than, than Winston. Now, look, he may not be the long-term answer, but he's healthy. He's healthy right now. And those who observed training camp, if they are to be believed, the competition was very, very close. Look, I'm going to say this right now, okay? Let's face it as an organization, right? Put, put Mickey Lewis on a lie detector right now. He's not married to Winston. Are you kidding me? Look, he was going hard after Russell Wilson. And they were all in on Deshaun Watson and that train wreck. Winston was the third choice. They gave him a one-year deal. They didn't give him a five-year deal. They gave him a one-year prove-it-to-me deal. The season's begun. If you're performing in, in such a way where you're not getting the job done, and look, I know he got the job done last week. Maybe that was on a lot of adrenaline. Maybe he got shot up. I don't know. But we saw the difference this week. So he's not performing at a high level. Or he is injured. A broken back. Four broken vertebrae. It's next man up. The three interception game, inexcusable. Especially having it drilled into him by Peyton and Breeze not to turn the ball over. He reverted back to bad Jameis, making bad decisions. But I'm going to tell you right now, it doesn't matter whether it was a broken back or not. Three interceptions, you let it slide for one game. But the leash has always had to be short on him because you were hoping he would not revert back to bad Jameis. Now, I'm going to say the reason why that he threw the three interceptions, and look, one of those were, were, were was a trap, let's face it, right, was because of the broken back. If he's pressing, if he's hurting, he needs to sit and heal up. Period. The end. And look, the same could be said for Mark Ingram, who I'm not letting, I'm not giving him an excuse either. Okay, this is a 12-year veteran. He is the all-time. He's the leading rusher, active rusher in the NFL right now. Okay, if Peyton was here right now, he would be benched. You know it, and I know it. Okay. Two costly fumbles in the first two games, both in the red zone. 
Both cost points. The first one last week cost, again, the two-point conversion. That was the worst first worst two-point conversion call maybe in the history of professional football. Carmichael needs his head examined for, for, for making that call, especially when you got Taysom Hill right there. Are you kidding me? Seriously. Nobody's buying Winston going to the, going to the uh, you know, going to go play a wide receiver position, please. And then this week, it, it, it turned the tide of the game with the fumble. In the red zone, going down to score could have been a different game. Look, I love Mark Ingram. His leadership, his physicality, his locker room presence. Well, those turnovers should open the door for Latavius Murray to at least get some snaps. Peyton would have him in the doghouse. He would be sitting on the sideline right now. Allen is like, oh, well, okay, please don't do it again. And then comes Davenport. I mentioned Davenport on social media. I mentioned him again yesterday. He's a ghost. He might as well just put Casper on the back of his jersey. Seriously. Look, I thought Luke Johnson did a great job breaking it down today. He was chipped seven times. He was double-teamed five times at 24 pass reps. Does a great job for um, for the times picking you. You know what I say? Welcome to Cam Jordan's world. <laughs> I mean, really, welcome to Cam Jordan's world. Cam Jordan has been chipped, double teamed, triple teamed, okay, since year three, and he's been the most productive DF defensive end maybe in Saints history. Maybe in Saints history, right? And also, again. Maybe in the league during his tenure, if you want to look at it. Davenport's been a disappointment. More often than not, he's injured. Always getting a pass by the organization that walked away from a productive fifth-round pick in Trey Hendrickson and doubled down on Davenport. Then they draft his clone in Peyton Turner. That's four number-one picks wrapped up in these two guys. Okay? That's a hefty price. For two defensive ends that can't stay off the injury list. In the case of Turner this week, he was a healthy scratch. Are you kidding me? A healthy scratch? In the NFL, it's a, it is, a again, a bottom-line game. These two defensive ends have cost their team dearly in the draft and have not lived up to the hype or the production on a consistent basis. We've seen this over and over again. This is not college. Okay, this is the NFL. Again, bottom line business, the margin of error between wins and losses are so small that the mistakes are magnified, especially in a loss. Look, you don't want to know why Sean Payton was successful? Because he did not tolerate mistakes. Ask Charles Brown and the legion of players he cut or benched during his tenure because they made mistakes over and over again. I'm going to say is this. Dennis Allen better start channeling his inner Peyton, or he's going to be back at the defensive coordinator position for another team. If he allows these self-inflicted mistakes to become an epidemic within this locker room on this very, very talented team that I believe has an opportunity to win the division and maybe maybe go to the NFC Championship, that would be horrible considering the talent on this team. This is a very talented team. Starts with the quarterback, though. And it permeates throughout the team. You cannot have the mistakes that we're seeing over the first two weeks of the season. Saints football is smart football. Saints football is tough football. Saints football is no, no, no excuses football. 
At least it was under, under Peyton and Breeze. Allen needs to emulate that and, and demand that. I'm telling you, we're going to be back in the pre-Peyton era very, very quickly. How do you let a guy play with a broken back? How do you let a guy play with a broken back against a division team that you know you're going to be fighting tooth and nail with all year long for not just division supremacy, but the possibility of of conference supremacy as well? Just shaking my head at it. Again, I have no problem with Jameis Winston as the quarterback of the the New Orleans Saints if he's healthy and, again, if, if he is taking care of the football. But that's where the rubber hits the road. When he's not healthy, and that's affecting his play, he needs to sit like any other player. Again, if he's healthy and he's making bad decisions, he needs to sit like any other player. He's not Drew Brees. He doesn't have that cachet. He hasn't, he hasn't built up, uh, up, up that type of uh, cachet within the uh, organization. Again, I like Jameis Winston. I want him to be successful. But if he's not, next man up. Next man up is Andy Dalton. This team cannot afford, over the next two weeks, going to Carolina and flying to London to be able to continue to rest on, on, on the possibility that Winston, Winston may shake it off or he may, again, be able to play through the pain, especially when you have an option with Andy Dalton there. Now, if Dalton fails, it is what it is. But right now, the best option looks like Andy Dalton. And Allen, come on, man. I like you, Dennis Allen. But... You got to start. You got to start channeling your inner Peyton in some in, in some ways. You cannot be tolerant of these mistakes. It starts with you, and goes all the way through the organization. We'll see what happens in Carolina. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until six. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, ACPromise.com, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. If you're looking for a company you can trust with your AC system, it's Burkhardt. They will have uh, 15 trucks in the field, in the, in, uh, uh, again, that are strategically set up all over the city to get to you quickly. And, of course, Nate certified technicians only doing the work that's necessary. Looking for a company you can trust, it's Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Let me reset the guest list for you. Jeff Duncan coming up in about five minutes. Uh, that will be followed at 515 by Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com, who will be followed by Ross Jackson of Locked on Saints podcast at 535. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Ken Trahan. The Three Tailgaters Show is a Saturday morning tradition on 1061 Nash Icon. Tune in every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to noon with my partner Ed Daniels of WGNO and WNOL to join me to talk sports with you every single week with your calls as well. The Three Tailgaters Show, Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. to noon on 1061 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Napa Auto Parts. When your ride fires on all cylinders, so do you. That's why Napa is on a mission to keep you in motion. With nearly 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores and over 17,000 Napa Auto Care centers, the Napa Network has everything you need to get up and go. Look out for delays that are solid if you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway and the Crescent City Connection with delays steady from Terry Parkway to the Camp Street exit. Also look out for delays steady if you're traveling westbound along the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. Look out for delays steady on 10 eastbound from just past Orleans to the high rise. And the delays are solid 10 westbound from North Claiborne to Canal and delays pick back up on 10 westbound right at Clearview. And on, 10, on the 610 on the westbound side, your delays are steady right at Canal Boulevard and school zones are in effect. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting for the Attorney Mike Brander Traffic Center. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating. Proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. 
Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA Exterminating now. We're ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great Southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhart to be there quick, get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhart to treat you with respect, to help you save with a fair price, do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhart always says, trust is the foundation of our business. Just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhart. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say to Eric? Hey, did I ever tell you have like the perfect face for radio? No, Mike. Did I ever tell you that you have the perfect 24-hour diner? Hey, bud. No, as a matter of fact, you haven't. That's because you don't. Come on, man. You know that ain't nice. And uh, neither is your help. Oh, man. And why do you eat here so often? Well, my wife says that I'm a glutton. For punishment. The TikTok Cafe, where the video poker is always hot, 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 Causeway and I-10. Better known as the intersection of E. coli and salmonella. Progressive commercial insurance flexes to fit your business needs. From quick repairs to adjustable coverages and even payment options, Progressive Commercial makes it easy to get what you need. Quote today in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Hey, don't forget about my friends at Dave Miet Insurance. If you're a contractor, if you're a business property owner, maybe you're a professional, maybe you're looking for general liability, professional liability, builder's risk, risk per workman's comp. Maybe, again, insurance for commercial property, automobile coverage for commercial and business customers. You found the place. It's Dave Miet Insurance. D-A-V-E-M-I-L-O-E-T-I-N-S agency.com. Dave Miet is an independent insurance agency that, again, serves over 50 companies to get you the best coverage for the best price. You want to save? Call Dave, 504-556-0809. Or, again, go to his website, D-A-V-E-M-I-L-O-E-T-I-N-S agency.com, which is a one-stop shop for all your insurance needs. Or set up an appointment with him on his office on Veterans Next to Show. You want to save, call Dave. That's 504-556-0809. That's Dave Miet Insurance. Joining us in the program, uh, columnist for the New Orleans Times-Picayune, NOLA.com, and The Advocate, Jeff Duncan Jones is on the show. Jeff, how are you, bud? Doing good, Eric. How you doing, man? 
Doing great, man. Thanks so much for the time today. Let's start with the Saints. I hope we can get through uh, Saints, LSU, and Tulane in, in, our, in our time this afternoon. But just just your overall thoughts of, again, the, the, the one-and-one start for the Saints. Well, I think it's still hard to get a little bit of a read on this team uh, early on. You know, so many new moving parts with uh, new new people in position at both coordinator spots. Obviously, Dennis Allen taking over as head coach. I know these are names that aren't new to the program, but they are new in those roles. And, and Jameis Winston, I think, still feeling his way out with a lot of these new receivers. And, and let's face it, I mean, they played a, a really good defense on Sunday, uh, probably one of the top three units in the league. So uh, the fact that they struggled in that game did not surprise me. Uh, but I do think that's an area where they've got to get better at. Uh, and I expected them to have a slow start this year because of all the kind of new moving pieces. Jeff Duncan is with us from Noble.com, the Times Picayune. Jeff, how severe is, is – is, look, I got back problems, right? <laughs> Any type of problem with the back is, is, is tough because it does – it affects your mobility, your flexibility. I mean, look, every time you turn, it's you're in pain. How severe is the is the four broken vertebrae? And when I hear that, I'm like, what? Yeah, and sometimes I think it sounds a lot worse than it is. I mean, I think I think you know you can have micro fractures in a vertebrae, and you sure. know it's stuff that shows up on an X-ray, but it's not exactly like you have a broken back. You know, so I think sometimes it sounds worse than it is. Uh, but anytime you get uh, back injuries, uh, like you said, I mean, that's the trunk of your body. It's very difficult to move. Uh, and uh, from everything I've been able to gather, uh, they've been able to numb that pain during competition. Uh, it's really the rest of the day that, that Jameis Winston's in a lot of pain. Sleeping can be difficult, which then, you know, hurts your rest, mm-hmm. your ability to recover, things like that. Yes. Uh, so, look, it, it's definitely something that – uh, he's going to have to deal with here. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm eager to talk to him tomorrow. I think it's to talk to him after the game to find out mm-hmm. uh, just how much that affected his ability uh, to throw the football. Everyone I talked to says it was not going to be a factor, uh, but he certainly struggled on Sunday, and it's hard to say how much of it was related to his back and how much of it was just, you know, Tampa Bay's great defense. Yeah, and plus, again, he's a guy that really his mechanics have to be right for him to be accurate. I mean, again, uh, he's not Mahomes. He's not a guy that can, that can throw up multiple platforms. Uh, for him to be a, 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 a accurate quarterback, his mechanics have to be almost perfect. And, and we saw his mechanics weren't. And a lot of that, I think, was a byproduct of the back. Uh, now, again, yes, <laughs> I think the um, uh, I think that you look at the, uh, the the Tampa defense. They obviously put pressure on him. We, we uh, that's a given. Um, my question to you is because you saw most of training camp, but not all of training camp. How close was it between him and Andy Dalton? Oh, I don't think it was that close. Uh, you know, I think now, you know, did they both perform well? Yes. I mean, but I don't think there was ever a competition. So I, I don't really think it – in the minds of the coaching staff, there is no competition, you know. So I don't think it was close in that regard. But I do think Andy Dalton certainly performed well. But, again, you know, the, here's the thing, Eric – I think everything you know you see in practice, it's hard to, it's hard to judge that and and, and say this is what it's going to be like during a game, when game people are game planning against you sure. and throwing different looks at you and pressuring you. It's, you know, it's just apples and oranges to me. And I, I've always said, 
uh, you know, uh, the judgment on Jameis Winston is always going to be when he when he tries to do it during the season, not out there in seven on seven drills. I mean, he he's the first pick in the draft in 2015 for a reason. I mean, he can throw it as good as anybody I've ever seen. Uh, that's not the question on Winston. It's it's what we saw Sunday when he's under pressure, when he's under duress, the decision making that has kind of hounded him throughout his yep. career and, and kind of rose its head again on Sunday. Look, I'm I'm not advocating that he's no longer the starting quarterback. I'm just saying if he's injured and and can and cannot uh, perform at a high level, then they have to look to Dalton. Do you think that there's a short hook on him now, or are they going to try to stay with him as long as they can? Well, I think I think there will be if this continues. I don't think it's something that's going to carry over maybe to to Sunday in Carolina, but if he continues to struggle, uh, I certainly think they brought in Andy Dalton for a reason. And if he's not physically able, uh, you know, and that that's what right now what you're getting from Saints camp is that he's it's it's physically he's able to play and can heal. Uh, and I think you have to take about the word right now, but I can still remember Eric, you know, and I'm going to write about this this week. I mean, everyone remembers the, the Aaron Brooks, uh, you know, shoulder situation. I think it was sure. 2003. Uh, when we heard a lot of the same things, and and the whole season went down the drain late in the year, as they rode Aaron Brooks, uh, you know, in his in his faulty shoulder. So we'll we'll see how it plays out. And and look, going back to Aaron, he was never the same quarterback after that. He was an accurate quarterback before that shoulder surgery and that shoulder injury, but he was he, to me he was never the same guy after that. Yeah, and I think it hurt once Mike McCarthy left too. I always felt yeah, like Mike I, I, I agree, did a good job. That's a great point. Yeah, did a good job with him, but. But we'll see. I mean, it's just hard for me to evaluate right now because Tampa Bay's defense is so good, and they played very well in that game. Um, but you know those and, and they last know him. Few, yeah, those last decisions. Uh, when I watched them again, the, the, especially the second and third interceptions, mm-hmm. I don't think I, I just just watching it. I didn't feel like it had anything to do with his back. It was just bad decisions, bad mm-hmm. bad throws, and bad decisions. Uh, you know, he was throwing the ball, you know, great distance throughout the game. So I didn't feel like it affected his arm strength any. Right. Uh, so it was just hard to, it's really hard to evaluate right now. A lot of people are bringing up the pass rush and the lack of. Uh, give me your thoughts. Well, that's another one. We don't have a, a real a real strong body of work right now. I mean, with with Tom Brady knowing how the Saints rush, and certainly respecting the Saints as much as he does and knowing that his offensive line was was banged up and inexperienced, uh, he was putting, uh, you know, the, the quick trigger, uh, that was a premium for him, and he was getting the ball out quick. And, and so I, I, was, I was surprised that they were, they were so dead set on that. But the, the way that game played out, the circumstances, I mean, it just felt like, both sides were playing very conservative, uh, living almost for the next series. There was a lot of field position, and no one was afraid to punt. Uh, that what they were afraid to do was turn it over, and each side did it in the red zone. Uh, but but I felt like the circumstances of that game kind of played into the lack of of offense on both sides. I thought, and I said this yesterday, um, and I'm, I'm only halfway through the game. I'll finish it out tonight, um, watching the second time, but. I thought well, both offensive and defensive lines played well. 
I really did. I mean, it doesn't look like it with six sacks given up by the offensive line, and then of course only getting to Brady one time um, with with the, on the on the defensive line. But I thought both the lines played well. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, you know, I thought the the protection was fine. They had a couple of times where they they got fooled by some zone pressures by the Bucks, but that's yep. Todd Bowles. He's got, he's going to win some of those, and, and he did. But for the most part, I thought. Uh, the Saints were able to run the ball at a pretty pretty good level. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought they had some good – you know, if Mark Ingram doesn't fumble, they, they probably take the lead there, certainly at least yes. with a field goal. And um, defensively, they shut down Tampa Bay's running game, I thought, very well, which was their, their top priority. They knew they weren't going to get to Brady. Uh, and they just had – they had they had him under control, I thought, for mm-hmm. basically three and a half quarters. One surprising thing was again how this team reacted after the after the brawl because normally this is a team that doubles down doesn't doesn't lose their poise and it, it just kind of felt like it got away from them a bit. Yeah, and we we asked them about that afterward, and they all insisted it didn't, but it certainly looked like two different games before and after the incident. Obviously, it hurt. Uh, you know, not having Marshawn Lattimore out there, and, and the fact that you're already down Paulson Vivo. Yep. So you're down to your third and fourth corners uh, against a Hall of Fame quarterback, and and it, all it took were a couple of you know key plays, but those interceptions mm-hmm. late really sealed the yep. game, um, no put that game out of reach. So there was just a lot of circumstances. I felt like Winston might have been once they got into a hole, might have been pressing a little bit, trying to make a play, and that's you know really what you can't do against Tampa. They really force you to be patient, and I thought Dennis Allen kind of through some veiled comments yesterday, you know, he pretty much said, I wish we would have tried to check it down a little more and yep. taken what the defense gave us. And I thought Winston just got a little greedy there and paid the price. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Let's talk, let's talk Tulane. No, we'd go to LSU, let's talk Tulane. Three, well, first time since 1998. This is a good football team. I mean, their defense is legit. They've got, they've got, um, um, uh, skill position players that, that again that go one two three deep in some cases across the the, the offense. Um, uh, look, they they played two cupcakes, but this is a, this is it was a real win against a, against a pretty good team. It was just on the, on the cusp of getting in the top twenty five in Kansas State. Give me your thoughts on the Greenies. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree with you one hundred percent. I think last year kind of really was a little bit of an apparition. I mean, they lost a lot of close games. They played a tougher schedule, obviously with Oklahoma and Ole Miss. And, you know, it was a foundational year in that it set them up for this year, and probably the record was worse than it should have been. They probably were closer to a 500 team a year ago. And to their credit, I think it's a testament to the the culture that's been established under Willie Fritz. And they didn't lose a ton of people to the transfer portal. They were able to keep a lot of their key guys, and so they've got an experienced team I think the defense has really responded well in the second year under Coach Hampton. Uh, they run a pretty sophisticated attack. It took them a while to get it down. Uh, they showed signs of progress late last season, and it's carried over. And, and you know, you're right, they're legit. I mean, they're, I think they're seventh right now in total defense in the whole nation. Uh, you, you know, And I know that the competition hasn't been that great, uh, but the fact that they haven't been penalized in three games, I mean, that, that's you know ridiculous. Uh, it shows the attention to detail and the discipline on that side of the ball. And uh, I think the depth also has improved. And they've been able to benefit from the transfer portal, adding a couple of guys to the offensive line, shored up some holes there. And then when you've got a veteran quarterback like Pratt, 
who's also a winner. You know, he, he's you can tell he's got really strong leadership intangibles. The players respond to him. Uh, you can win games like they won on Saturday. And and I told Coach Fritz today. I mean, when I watched the game, uh, I, I thought Tulane was the better team the whole game. I never felt like K State was better than them. Even Tulane even made some mistakes that uh, you know in past years I think could have sunk them in a game like that. And they responded, I thought, with great mental toughness in that game. Uh, yeah, so I like I like where the program's going. Certainly, uh, you have to like their chances, you know, in the conference this year because I think the conference is a little bit down. Mm-hmm. So I think Tulane's got a real shot here to to make some hay here. But this is a dangerous game this week, Eric. I mean, in some ways, it reminds me a little bit of what K State had last week. K State had beaten Missouri, right? And then they were, you know, had Oklahoma, and so it was a classic look ahead game. I'm not saying they didn't take Tulane seriously, but it's one of those sandwich games, and I feel a little bit like that with this weekend in Southern Miss, who comes in, I think, on the you know improvement in that program with Will Hall, and you got Houston next week on the road, it'd be easy to look ahead. So uh, Tulane needs to have its eyes on the prize this week. Yeah, I agree with you. And, and, and look, that's the growth of a, of a, of a program, right? When, when, when you win the games you're supposed to win, uh, coming off maybe again an emotional victory. And, and we'll see again how far they, they matured. Boy, I, I really like what, what Brian Kelly's done with LSU. Uh, again, I, I think he's maybe settled on a, on a pretty good group on the offensive line now. Uh, Daniels has proven, that, again, that uh, he can be a weapon at the quarterback position. And I think slowly but surely the defense is, uh, is coming together. I like what they've done with Jay Ward in terms of moving him up and letting him be more of a factor on, on that defense. And, I mean, you can look up and down the, the roster. Uh, they may not have the quality depth they've had in the past, but they've got some really good players on this team right now, and this was a big win against Mississippi State this past weekend. Yeah, they they really dominated that game for the final you know two and a half quarters. I, I thought they just shut down Mississippi State's offense, and yeah, I think you're seeing some good coaching going on down at Baton Rouge. There's no doubt about it. I agree. Uh, you know, they're not the deepest team in the world, mm-hmm. and you know, losing a guy like Mason Smith in your in your opener, who's the most talented player on your whole roster. And uh, you know they they moved on from that, and uh, I think I think you're right. They're employing guys in a different way defensively, and um, yeah, I, li- I like what I see from Brian Kelly. I like how the this team responded to the early adversity, losing that game to Florida State. Didn't let it uh, carry over. Uh, you know that that can sometimes happen when you have a heartbreaking loss, and uh, I think this program is only going to keep ascending. It's going to take them a while to get back into the national contender level. I mean, they've just got to do some some more recruiting. It's going to take a couple of years to get back, but I think you see the organization on game days and, and what Brian Kelly was brought here by Scott Woodward to do. You can you can see it manifest itself on game days. I've said since day one, you just want to see growth every week. I mean, especially coming from where they came from with 39 scholarship players and having to really, you know, almost fast break this again, rebuilding of the, of, of the team for this year. Uh, and then the same can be said for Tulane as well. I mean, again, growth every single week, and I think we're seeing it out of both programs. Well, I, you know, when I got to the Superdome for the Florida State game, you know, and look, I'd seen this before, but it really struck me uh, when I looked at the the Florida the, the LSU depth chart, and 12 of their two deep roster on offense and defense were players in their first year from the transfer portal. I mean, that's shocking for a program of LSU's caliber, and status, and it speaks to just how far the program had fallen off 
that Brian Kelly and his staff felt like they had to plug in guys. Uh, and, you know, some of them are starting, a lot of them being relied on the two deep. Uh, that's that's pretty pretty evident of how far things had fallen off, and that's why I think fans have to be patient, and I think they are. I think I think LSU fans are very realistic about this season, and uh, you know it's it's going to be difficult. Obviously, there's a lot of fifty fifty games in the conference, but those games you know against Florida and A and M that looked like sure losses just a couple weeks ago, now you, you start to think, well, you know maybe they got a shot in those games. Yep, no doubt about it. Jeff, thanks for the time today. It's, appreciate your time as always. Let the folks know about what you got coming up for us on um, on, on the uh, timespicketknoll.com and, of course, when they can check out on Fox 8. Well, your, your timing's good, Eric, because i got a column tomorrow on, on Tulane's 3-0 start, and then on Thursday I'll have one on Jameis Winston. What's going on at that quarterback position with that bad back? Uh, I think it's certainly topic number one with, with Saints fans right now yep. uh, about that team. Right, and uh, you're back on uh, Fox 8 tonight or tomorrow night? Tomorrow night, and then, uh, man, myself and my colleagues head to Charlotte, and we fly over across the pond to London on yep. Monday. So looking forward to that There trip. you go. Well, have a, have a wonderful trip, no doubt about it. Thanks for your time, bud. All right, thanks, Eric. Take care. That's uh, at Jeff uh, Duncan underscore on Twitter. That's Jeff Duncan, NOLA.com, Times Picayune, and, of course, Fox 8 Sports. All right, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning Heating. It uh, doesn't matter where you live. If you're looking for a new system, Burkhardt can deliver it for you. Uh, they're authorized to sell some of the top brands in the industry. Ask about their 25% introduction guarantee. And, of course, the know-how and the expertise to be able to install that unit for you, whether it's industrial, commercial, or residential. They are the experts. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or business. Uh, the uh, service at the sale is absolutely impeccable. Honesty, reliability, will never gouge you, never cheat you. Looking for a company you can trust with the AC system? It's Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Hi, Eric Ashwood, celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Aquafine. Contractors, tired of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Mead Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency, so we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMeadInsAgency.com. Southern Tire, family owned and operated since 1972. Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. We offer a large selection of tires that will fit your budget no matter what you drive. In the market for a new set of wheels at Southern Tire, we are your wheel experts. Choose from our large selection of wheels and tires up to 30 inches. Financing available. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com to check out all the services we provide to our customers. 
Oceanic Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceanic Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceanic Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Hi, Eric Asher here with my good friend Mike Delahousse of the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say, Eric? Hey, Mike, you know what my prescription medication and the TikTok Cafe have in common? What's that? They cause drowsiness, dizziness, nausea, cramps, diarrhea, blurred vision, muscle aches, gas, heartburn, upset stomach, constipation, weight changes, decreased sex drive, impudence, dry mouth, ringing in the ears, depression... Oh, yeah, and suicidal thoughts. It's the TikTok Cafe, Causeway I-10 in Metairie. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter code IMPACT at checkout. That's harrys.com, code IMPACT. Enjoy! Suburban Roofing and Siding, 861 Roof, locally owned and operated, fully licensed and insured, has been re-roofing South Louisiana for over a decade. Suburban Roofing is one of only 6% of roofing contractors nationwide, certified by shingle manufacturers. My good friend Marty Scoggins is honest and reliable and stands behind all of Suburban Roofing's quality workmanship. Suburban Roofing skilled crews are experts in all types of roofs. Trust a Louisiana company with local referrals, not a storm chaser with your re-roofing needs. Don't sign that contract till you call Suburban Roofing and Siding at 861 Roof. That's 861 76 Six-three. All right, welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6. Thanks so much for being there. Jeff Duncan, we appreciate his time. And Mike Scarborough comes up at uh, 5.15. That's going to be followed by Ross Jackson. Uh, he'll join us at 5.35. And don't forget about my friends over at Suburban Roofing and Siding. Locally owned and operated since 19... Um, locally, owned, locally owned and operated for over two decades. Uh, one of 6% of roofing contractors nationwide, certified by Shingle Manufacturers, which means, again, you qualify for the manufacturer's extended warranty. Hey, my good friend Marty Scoggin is honest and reliable, stands all behind uh, Suburban Roofing's quality workmanship. Remember, his, roofs are, his roofers are skilled in all types of roofs. We'll even hand nail your roof for you. You want a company you can trust with your roof? It's Suburban Roofing and Siding, 504-861-ROOF. That's 504-861-ROOF. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you till 6. We'll be right back. Sports Beat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sports Beat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. 
Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. New Orleans, 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial, iHeart Radio app, TuneIn Radio app, Nash FM 1061.com, EricAsher.com on the World Wide Web. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchors our home base on your favorite podcasting platform. Search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. Don't forget our social media platforms at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Hey, join the conversation there. Always opinionated, always telling it like it is. Hey, it might not be your opinion, but it's mine. And, uh, you know, again, I love, love to um, uh, you guys to engage on, on our social media platforms. Hey, this week on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports, Matty Hudak, uh, who is the uh, Tulane sideline reporter, also writes for Saints Wire, is one of our guests, along with uh, Brett Martell, the Associated Press. So make sure you tune in check us out for the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week uh, as we go back to our original format of Reporters Roundtable and looking forward to having both uh, Matty and um, 
and Brett on the program on Thursday with our live broadcast at 1 p.m. on LAE. And then the rebroadcast start 6 p.m. on LAE on Thursday night, 10 o'clock on The Deuce, 9 o'clock on Pelican Sports Television Friday night, 10 o'clock on, on LAE, Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce, Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television, and, of course, always on our social media platforms, ericasher.com and the WLE-TV YouTube page. I want to thank Jeff Duncan for joining us on the show. Also, again, uh, Mike Scarborough is about 11, uh, is what, uh, about six minutes away. And then, of course, Ross Jackson will join us at 535. I want to say one more thing about the Saints on the way out. And look, I'm not knocking Pete Carmichael, but I did expect more. I really did. Um, look, you look at the weapons on this team right now, and they have been handicapped over the last couple of years, especially last year in that wide receiver position. But you're lining up Michael Thomas, um, Alave, who still has, has to grow as a receiver. There's no doubt about it. We're seeing that now. Great speed. Uh, doesn't have the physicality that's necessary for the NFL right now. He's not challenging balls at its apex in terms of going up and fighting for balls. Maybe that's something that's going to happen in time as he gains strength, etc. But, he, again, he runs, he runs great routes. Uh, he catches the football. It's just those contested catches you've got to kind of worry about. Um, Jarvis Landry. I mean, you know, I talked about it yesterday. With the guys like Thomas and Landry, you're not going to get a lot of separation. But what you are going to get is two physical guys that if you put the ball within their catch radius, they're going to fight and catch the football. But you've got to be accurate. You've got to be accurate. Um, you look at uh, Deontay Hardy, the weapon he is, which is not he's not been utilized at all, really, okay? Uh, you put him on the field with that kind of speed, whether you're taking him going deep or, again, you're utilizing him around the line of scrimmage. Uh, we, we know uh, what, what Kamara is. Again, he's one of the most um, exciting uh, uh, players in the NFL in terms of being able to catch the ball at the backfield but also run the football. Um, uh, you look at, you know, um, uh, uh, the tight end position, which Juwan Johnson has really come on. But, I mean, what you can do with Taysom Hill in, in terms of his jack-of-all-trades, if you, you, you have an imagination, uh, you got an imaginative offense. And, and an offensive line that, you know, may not be as good as what, as what we saw under the breeze here, but they're not bad. Uh, the guards are a little bit suspect, especially, again, Ruiz. Maybe you work around that, especially, again, with having McCoy and, and Ramchek on either side. Well, you know, what I'm saying is, again, this, on paper, this could be a prolific offense. I'm just surprised that Carmichael, again, with not, coming out of the shadows of, of, uh, of Sean Payton, has not been more imaginative, has, has not been more creative. Again, you know, you know, we, we you know, Peyton would be giddy, right, about certain plays he would be putting in in the middle of the week, things he saw, uh, things he came up with. And, of course, he'd let the national media know, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, his group of reporters that, you know, he would, he would always feed stuff to. And then we'd find out about it, you know, weeks later or maybe, you know, days later. Um, where, where is that? You know, where's shock and awe? You know, where's the up-tempo offense? You know, where's, again, dictating, again, the offense to the defense like we saw so many years with Breeze and Peyton? When you look at skill position players, they might be better than anything that Breeze ever had. Now, again, I get it. Winston is, is struggling uh, after this game. Look, he played really good in the last quarter of the Falcon game. You cannot – that dude looked incredible. Now, his back was probably shot up. He didn't feel anything. He was, you can see he was stiff. But he's playing with four broken vertebrae. I don't know how much we can count on him to, to be a, a guy that can, can lead this team. We'll see how this works out against Carolina and then ultimately Minnesota if he's allowed to continue to play. 
We know Dalton is accurate, okay, and I'd like to see him at least have an opportunity because of his accuracy. Look, he may be, he may, he may lay an egg, okay, before it's all said and done. Then the Saints got some real problems, but this offense is too good right now to be vanilla, and that's what they are. You know, there's no imagination to it. I mean, I, I mentioned this on social media last night. I'm watching Washington. I'm sorry, I'm watching Minnesota last night, uh, and and uh, and Philadelphia, and and I see more imagination. With, with, with those two teams, and I'm saying with the Saints, and the Saints were once again a team that you had to prepare for every single week because there was always going to be a wrinkle. There was always going to be something that was going to be thrown in there that was a little bit exotic. We're just not seeing that right now. Now, again, you heard Jeff Duncan say that, again, they're trying to feel their way through. Carmichael's been an offensive coordinator with his team since Peyton got here, okay? Now, some have said on social media that, again, he didn't want the job. Maybe this is the byproduct. Look, you got the job now, brother. And we need to see more. And I understand it's just week two, but come on. Too much talent on this offense right now not to be dictating to the defense how they're going to play. Too much. And that, that's got to change, man. That's got to change. I mean, we need to see uh, an up-tempo offense, an offense that is, that is, that is dictating to the defense how they're going to play instead of the other way around. And we have not seen that through two weeks with, with, with Carmichael. And I expected more because I always felt like, man, this is a guy that even though he was in, Breeze, even he was in Peyton's shadow, that, uh, that he had the reputation of being uh, an offensive genius, a guy that, again, could, that, that was putting these plays there. We're not seeing it. The, the flow of the game in terms of, again, how he's calling the game is not there. Now, again, nobody is asking him to be Sean Payton, but we are asking him to be, again, uh, a guy that is, that is willing to take chances, that, that's willing to push the envelope. A little bit here. Now, maybe that's a byproduct of the quarterback right now. I don't know. But there's too much damn talent on, the, on this offense right now in terms of skill positions uh, for this team to be so anemic when it comes to offense. It just is. And I know that, that Tampa was a really good defense. But, again, they got to be better. And they got to be better in terms of play calling. Again, how they're putting players in a position to be successful. And, and, and ultimately, again, I want the days of old. I understand Drew Brees is not in the center anymore. But I want an offense that, again, that's got the defense's head swirling because they don't know what's coming next. We haven't seen that yet. Hopefully we'll see it soon. All right, let's shift, our, our, our shift gears to the collegiate game. Um, LSU, um, let me just say this. Um, I said this last week, and, I, and, I, and I, brought, I brought it up again yesterday. It's just a shame they didn't have a cupcake before Florida State. Because I think we've seen now over the last couple of weeks what Brian Kelly's doing in terms of putting a foundation down for this team. And you've seen him now have to tinker with this lineup for a guy that came in with 39 scholarship players, had, came in uh, you know, late on recruiting, had to use the transfer portal to the best of his ability to put a team together. And you're seeing now that coaching staff start to put guys in certain positions where they're being successful. The offensive line looks a lot better. The defense looks a lot better. You know, Jay Ward, is, once they, they've moved him, he looks he's phenomenal, okay? Uh, and, and to break it down for us is Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com. Mike, how are you? Hey, I'm doing good. Glad to be with you, Eric. Mike, before we get started, again, the most comprehensive site of, uh, of any when it comes to LSU uh, athletics. Again, nobody's doing it like you're doing it on the digital platforms. Again, uh, look, the reputation of your message boards have, have, have been around for, 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 again, years and years and years. The content is second to none. Tell us about TigerBait. That's it, TigerBait.com. We've been at it for now 26 years, and um, we're, we're your full-fledged LSU website. We cover recruiting, basketball, baseball, 
Uh, we even got word today that uh, Kim Mulkey's opening practice and has a press conference next Monday. So, uh, you know, we're already in week four of the college football season, so it, it never stops. And, of course, uh, recruiting is, is, is our big forte. I was in your neck of the woods last Thursday night to see Harlem Berry, the uh, class of 25 running back at St. Martin's Episcopal, and he's I think he's probably your next great Louisiana running back. So uh, we, we cover all your bases if you're an LSU fan. Yeah, no doubt. From, uh, from St. Martin's, really? Yeah. <laughs> I know. All from LSU, Ohio State, Texas A&M. He, he reminds uh, me and a lot of others like Joe McKnight. Really? No kidding. Yeah. I'm going to have to start paying attention there. <laughs> no doubt about it. That's, that's just that's unusual. They scored 35 points over Riverdale, and he had all, all five of the touchdowns. Wow. Definitely to pay attention. No doubt about yeah. it. You get all that at TigerBait.com. Uh, be a subscriber. Mike, what's your thoughts on, on this team now? As, as again, uh, they are now 2-1, uh, coming off, again, a really big win against Mississippi State. How do you feel about the program? How do you feel about the, about the team? Well, I, I just, you know, I, I, look, we, we don't know what the coming week is going to bring. You can, you, you're always, uh, you, you, you want to be kind of risk-adverse when it comes to drawing conclusions from what you see from week one to two to three. But I know there's a lot of people who, who are probably thinking to themselves that, uh, boy, if LSU, what, what might happen if LSU played Florida State now or, or um, mm-hmm. you know, and, but I, I, I think overall, played Southern first, right? Yeah. <laughs> Opened yeah. up against Southern, right? Where, where they, where right. they got some of the kinks out. Exactly. And because some of the things that really were, were an issue were correctable and have already been corrected. And so, but at the same time, there's, there's a, there's a big realistic realism factor here. And I think there's some parallels between Mulkey's first year, Jay Johnson's first year. And I think, uh, if you can say the same things you said about their two seasons for Brian Kelly at the end of his, I think you're well on your way because for both Jay Johnson and Kim Mulkey, you're looking at got the most out of the talent that they had, well-coached, fun to watch, uh, both have uh, great recruiting classes. And so if you can say that after Brian Kelly and you and at the end of the year like you did really with Jay Johnson where you said, you know what, that guy got him to a regional in Hattiesburg, and he got the most out of the talent, and uh, he got the most number of wins he could get out of it. You know, playing a freshman at left tackle, a freshman at right tackle, a walk-on corner, a walk-on punt returner, and other issues. Um, I, I, I think you're, you're being much more risk of an LSU fan if you think about it that way. Yeah, I agree. I do like the changes he's made on the offensive line. Emory Jones, again, putting him out on the field with Will Campbell. Look, it's not ideal when you want to start two freshmen at the tackle position. And down the line, that could hurt them against some of the really good defensive lines in the SEC. But, again, they seem to be, again, very comfortable in their positions. Uh, you know, the, the, the movement of Turner back to center, uh, Dellinger to guard. Uh, you know, I, I like this group that they put together now. What are your thoughts? No, I agree. Uh there's no doubt in my mind that both Emory Jones and Will Campbell are going to live up to their billing, and that billing was that they'd be all SEC performers, uh, first-team types uh, by their junior year. And, yeah, you, you really wish you didn't have to play them right now, but th- that's where you're at. And they're going to look uh, great and like world beaters on, on three or four plays, and they're going to take their lumps on the fifth play. And so I, I – 
I think that's that's what you're going to live with when you when you play true freshman. But that also, you know, like I said, feeds into that reason to be excited because uh, you're able to see on the ground floor how you know all SEC offensive linemen and, and possibly all American types uh, progress throughout their entire career. And and those are two guys there, anyways, that you you probably wouldn't have past their junior years, anyways, if if they're as good as sure. we think they're going to be. And I forgot to throw in uh, Miles Frazier as well. Again, I, I like the way the offensive line has, has uh, performed. Um, I was a little surprised, i got to be honest with you, uh, 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 Armani Goodwin, the way he performed on, on Saturday night. Uh, a little fire plug, and, and look, um, he, he kept Noah Kane on, on the bench. He, uh, he was the running back all through uh, August camp that I thought was the best running back. Uh, you can go back and watch our, our post-practice reports with me and Sanji, and and I, I kept bringing up right. Armani Goodwin, and I thought he had the best camp. And um, and look, he breaks off that big long run. Well, you you, you look at the, the the running game against uh, the, the box score against Florida State, and you're like, man, the running game's terrible. Well, yeah, how how many running backs are are, are going to be effective when they only get the ball five times? Sure. And so he got the ball. Uh, uh, I don't know what the total was on Saturday, but and then you, you break a long one like that, and all of a sudden, what's his average? Eight point something yards a carry. Um, I, I, I can't remember. I don't have the box score in front of me, but all of a sudden, he, he, his his numbers look respectable, and he's in the middle yeah, of the pack. He, he was the nine SEC. for seven. Nine for seventy-five. Nine for seventy. One touchdown. Yep. There you go. So that's, which again, uh, I mean, look, look, he played well, and, and so did Emory. You know, Emory got 11 carries for a guy that hadn't played in a year. I thought he. I thought again, he's he's the most dynamic back they have. Again, yep. uh, he's got to get on so, the field for. Him. So you get a win this week, and then you have Tennessee come to town. Uh, no, go. You're going to Auburn, excuse me, and then Tennessee. Well, Auburn's a dumpster fire. Um, right. You know, and so what, what what happens if all of a sudden, okay, then you're you're three and one. Four and one. I mean, there's a real chance when Tennessee comes here, you could be going for five and one. Yeah, and especially with the growth we've seen from week to week. I mean, this yeah, is not. I mean, so, yeah, this is growth. We were seeing growth week to week uh, from from this from this team, and yeah. and I like what they've done on defense as well. They look, um, moving Jay Ward up. What what was was genius because he was all over the field. Uh, you know, I, I can't say enough uh, about you know. Um, uh, the 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 freshman Harold Perkins, what he was able to do. You talked about him. You, you mentioned him in the preseason uh, during camp. Man, this guy's going to get on the field and play, and he showed it all. He showed it on Saturday night. Yeah, and, and he was a guy that, even though he was rated the number one overall player in the state of Texas coming out of high school, I mean, I had guys over there that I trust their evaluations that were saying they thought, even though he's a he's projects as a linebacker that. Um, he's the, he would be the best running back on LSU's roster. He's that good of a running back as well. And so he's kind of got that Devin White situation going on where right. the first the sophomore season I filmed Devin White, and, and all the way through his senior year, uh, it, it wasn't until late that he was talked into being a linebacker. Um, a lot of people were recruiting him as a running back. And so a lot of people over there said that Harold Perkins is going to need a redshirt year because he's so raw. Well, when you're in a situation where LSU's that, you got to throw some raw kids out there, and that's just yep. the, the way it's going to be. 
Thought Major Burns once again has really established himself as a leader there. And look, uh, you know, uh, I know it's DBU, and you talk about corners all the time, but those two safeties are really good for this team. Absolutely, uh, Major Burns has been playing lights out, and um, what Jay Ward has done. Um, you know, I like what I've seen out of Savion Jones. I had Savion Jones mm-hmm. rated number one in the state. I had him rated higher than Mason Smith. I had him like one right. A and one B. And to see what he has been doing, I think he needs to be on the field more. And so, because I've seen him be more effective than Allie Gay, uh, if the truth be told. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adjilari is Adjilari. I mean, you look across the line on the defense, they're kind of coming together at the loss of Mason Smith. Uh, I just Look, I talked about it uh, since day one. You want growth every week, and I think we're seeing that out of this team right now. And, look, uh, uh the mistake when they make mistakes, they don't seem to continue to make those mistakes, and I think that's 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 good coaching when you talk about it. Absolutely, and, and look, you're you're not you're not gonna um, uh, it, it's not gonna be smooth sailing. There's gonna be some aggravating football of yet course. to be seen. Um, they're gonna be uh, they're gonna drive you crazy. They're gonna uh, be ineffective offensively, and and um, you know. Uh, <laughs> What was more uh, aggravating than what LSU was doing on first down most of the first half and putting themselves in, in second and 15, uh, first and 15 uh, with, with the uh, delay of the, uh, you know, being off sides and, and uh, all those issues. I mean, but that's all stuff you can fix. Absolutely. Now, New Mexico comes in this week. You mentioned again at Auburn and then Tennessee coming back. We'll take them one at a time. This is this is another game where may, again you should be able to play a lot of players. Yeah, and um, you know, so let, let, let let's see uh, give Nussmeyer another chance to get in there and and do some better things than he did against Southern, and also hopefully you know you get to play Walker Howard four times without burning his red shirt. Yes. Um, you know, do you necessarily play him, or, or do you start hedging your bets and, and saying, you know, look. Uh, Let's let's kind of, kind of try and keep those uh, those other three games uh, you know close to the best in, in case there's a major emergency. Um, don't just put just don't put put Walker Howard in there to hand the ball off uh, with six minutes left in the fourth quarter. Yeah, because um, you're wasting that. You're wasting the red shirt. Yeah, yeah, don't don't <laughs> so don't so then don't peel off a second game of his four because the first game all he did was hand it off. Uh, right. And scramble for a uh, you know whatever that was twelve yards or whatever. Uh, don't don't put him in it. Don't put him in if you're going to do that. One hundred percent agree. I really did. Yeah, because you, you, you never know what can happen. Look, Daniels is a guy that's running a lot, and he has to for this offense. You know, and and if he gets injured, this next man up. That means that Walker Howard becomes the backup at that point. So I'm with you. Okay, yeah, don't just I, I, waste I, I, a red I shirt a on. Scenario him. where if if the bottom falls out and they're playing in a bowl game and it's like last year. And, you, and 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 a quarterback didn't want to play, and uh, you know that way you, you'd you'd have a guy like that that would have a, an extra game mm-hmm. or two, and it's not going to yes. affect his red shirt. I agree. Uh, I do like what I've seen out of Jaden Daniels. He's getting better every week as well. Yeah, um, I, I I think he's an absolute stud. Um, yeah, you know, there's some you know you want him to look to throw it more, but um, I, I keep telling LSU fan friends of mine, I'm like, you know what? Uh, if you're if you're miss, if you're a Mississippi State fan, and you're watching what Jaden Daniels is doing to you to your defense, 
there's nothing more demoralizing and aggravating that when you've got him in third and long, that he's probably nine times out of ten going to run for the first down. And he does it all game long. I mean, that's just a backbreaker. Right. Um, and so well, it takes the, it takes the win out of the sales of the defense. You get me? Huh. Oh, absolutely. And you know, and 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 I think he, he, there was a couple of hits that I wish he hadn't taken. But for the most part, he, he knows where the, the the first down marker is, and he gets yep. out of bounds, or he slides, and you know, and, and it, it, it it it's like taking uh, candy from a baby. I mean, it's it's like automatic when he takes off and run, and and that, yeah. that that's that that's just. Um, you know, we talk about LSU's defense uh, needing to get off the field against Florida State. What about Mississippi State's? I was mm-hmm. shocked when we looked up, uh, particularly at halftime, to see that there was only like two minutes different in time of possession. It seemed mm-hmm. like the Mississippi State offense was on the field two-thirds of the first half. Mike Scarborough with us. Um, Mike, uh, talk about the coaching staff. We've got a couple minutes left. I've, I've been impressed, but again, not just – what they're doing in terms of game planning for the game, but in 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 the game as well, making the adjustments. Yeah, um, look, there's some impressive coaches across the board on the staff, but I think right now, obviously, the guy that everybody's really excited about and is getting a lot of uh, play is Matt House and the defense that he's calling and, and, yep. and making a go of it, finding the right linebacker combinations with with Perkins and. And Penn, um, you know, Weeks has uh, played a lot, right? I mean, well, huh? Weeks has played a lot, and he looked good. Yep, Greg Penn, and, and um, you know, so, um, and I think Jamar Kane has done a fantastic job mm-hmm. with the defensive line, and yep. what Steeples and, and and Cooks are doing with the cornerbacks and safeties. Um, I, I I think there's a, there's a whole lot of reason. I think probably. The the only uh, LSU coach that maybe uh, that people are still uh, you know looking with uh, with uh, uh, one you know with an eye kind of half open is 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 Poley and he's probably you know yeah. because of uh, you know Special but even that jazz. even that's come a long way in two weeks mm-hmm. so I agree um, I, I just but I, I do I still question the fact that you're you're using a walk on as a punt returner why why is that who have you tried who was mm-hmm. ineffective who put the ball on the ground? Um, I, did, I just I've seen a lot. Might of be a little snake bitten after school. neighbors. Might be a little I, bit snake bitten after neighbors. Yeah, but you know, a Dre Jenkins, a Chris Hilton, right. a Jack. No, Jack. yeah, no, I'm with you. You um, want you want a dynamic guy back there, not just somebody who can catch the ball. Yeah, and you know they talked about you know the, the same old kid speed. Well, we're, we're not seeing that. We're just seeing some bad decisions right now. Mike, uh, so far so good. Let's hope again we, that again the, the Tigers continue on on this on this upward trajectory. Uh, to find out all about it, again you got to you got to uh, you got to check out Tiger Bait. Don't forget again about their uh, their YouTube channel. Mike, tell us all about it and how folks can subscribe. That's it. Go to go to TigerBait.com. You can try us out for one dollar. Uh, we're absolutely loaded down with new stuff. In fact, this afternoon uh, we put up uh, uh, some ISO video. We went and filmed Tyree Adams of Saint Aug. And their big win over Zachary Friday night. Got like four minutes on him. Uh, that's another uh, big time offensive uh, line that they've got coming in to rebuild that room. So, uh, and of course, our YouTube channel, LSU Tigers on Tiger Bait. Mm. But if you're an LSU fan, go subscribe. You can try us out for $1. 
And, Mike, one more time, the kid from St. Martin's, what's his name? Harlan Berry, class of 2025. He's about, uh, I guess, about 5'11", about 170 right now. And uh, he's going to keep growing, and, and he's he had uh, you know over 200 yards and five touchdowns last week, and I think he's going to he's, he's putting numbers up like that like that mm. every week. Nobody can stop him. Definitely looking forward to seeing him play. Thanks again for your time at Scarborough Mike on Twitter, and of course again be a subscriber to Tiger Bait. Thanks, my friend. All right, Eric. Thank you. That's uh, Mike Mike Scarborough. Coming up next is Ross Jackson, Locked On Saints podcast, Saints Wire, and also. Uh, CrestedEastSports.com. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. You're in the market for a generator, Burkhardt, they're the experts. I'm telling you right now, they make it so easy. I mean, they take care of the whole process for you. Planning, permits, inspections. You've got to have multiple inspections on, 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 on your uh, generator. Uh, they got a dedicated general team that all they do is install generators. Jason Burkhardt will come out to your home or business, sit down with you, do a consultation. Hey, he's not hard selling you. He's just educating you on your options when it comes to generators. You make the decision. After you make the decision, uh, you come to an agreement he'll put you on the calendar for a single day install and there are generators right now in the warehouse at burkhardt's uh, compound waiting to be installed at your home or your business uh, you're not waiting on supply chain issues anymore they went out and bought a huge amount of generators so again they have them for their customers you can finance it over time with low monthly notes or you can pay it all up front new install quality check after one month they do this for everything they install for you they want to make sure you're comfortable in operating the equipment they've installed for you and then when it comes to emergency service you don't have had to have your generator installed by burkhardt but you still can get 24-7, 365 emergency service with all the parts needed at their warehouse in, in, in uh, Mandeville. Hey, when you want the experts when it comes to generators, think Burkhart. Generator sales and service is their business. acpromise.com. acpromise.com. We'll be right back with Ross Jackson, Locked on Saints podcast. If you want a little soul with your country, then you're with us. New Orleans country, from the classics to the songs that matter. Your country is on 1061 Nash Icon or anytime at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by Discover. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards. Or we could talk about how with Discover, you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. Talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. Look out for delays solid if you're traveling on 10 eastbound from Orleans to the high rise. Also look out for delays steady on 10 westbound right at Clearview. If you're traveling on the 610 on the westbound side from just before Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge. If you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway and the Crescent City Connection, delays are solid from Stumpf Boulevard to the Camp Street exit. If you're traveling eastbound along the Pontchartrain Expressway, delays are solid from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. Hey, don't forget about my friends at Southern Tire, family-owned and operated by the Piazza family since 1972. Your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. Look, the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area, bar none. You can even order your tires now at southerntire.com, and then they'll mount them for you when you get over to Southern Tire. Uh, again, wheels and tires up to 30 inches, and you, can, you have financing available. You want to keep your vehicle on the road? The latest in diagnostic equipment has been purchased by, again, Tony Piazza and the Piazza family over at Southern Tire. They're keeping up with everything that's needed, again, to keep, again, today's cars on the road and i've said it before even more diagnostic equipment than you get at the dealership you got at southern tire hey looking for a company you can trust whether it's again keeping your vehicle on the road keeping that engine running and humming or again putting the best tires on your vehicle it's southern tire 
Owned by the Piazza family since 1972, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. Open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. 504-737-1558 is the phone number. Or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services they provide for their customers, including that diagnostic page that may help you troubleshoot what's wrong with your vehicle before you bring it to Southern Tire. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972, you can trust them. It's Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Eric Ashby with my good friend Mike Delahousie at the TikTok Cafe. Mike, I was craving the best breakfast in town. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, but they were closed, so I'm back here at the TikTok Cafe instead. You know, that's not nice. Come on, man. You know we aim to please. You got to get a better aim, pal. Stop. You know we never close, huh? Well, neither does the morgue, so what's your point? Ah, you unbelievable. You know, you got to admit, we've got the best prices in town. Gluten-free? I think you're missing the point, bud. The TikTok Cafe in the heart of Metairie at Causeway and I-10 are better known as the intersection of diabetes and high cholesterol. At Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhardt earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family-friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA Exterminating Now. We're ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6, weekdays 4 to 6, right here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, EricAsher.com, 106 uh, Nash, 1061.com, uh, and of course, uh, our anchors, our podcasts, we're everywhere. Uh, if you want to be able to check out the show, there are so many ways to do that, and we thank you for doing that as well. Hey, don't forget, Matty Hudak uh, and also Brett Martell join me on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week. Looking forward to having both those uh, folks on the program, and of course, looking forward to you checking it out. Uh, you, know, you know the times and dates. 
Uh, just make sure you're in that number. Join us on, on the on the show now. Again, he does a fantastic job for Locked On Saints podcasts. I mean, you can just see it. If you look at the stats, this podcast has moved up and up and up, continued on an upward trajectory with the Locked On uh, family. Of course, he's now uh, uh, writing for CrestedSports.com. He does a great job with Saints Wire. He's Ross Jackson, and he joins us each and every week on the program, normally on a Thursday, but he's going to be on, on his way to Carolina on, on Thursday. So he jumped on on Tuesday with us. And always good to have Ross on the show. Ross, how you doing, bud? Hey, brother. Doing well. Very glad to be here uh, with you today. I, I, I want to say real quick, just because you, you brought up Maddie Hudak, she and I are actually sure. at a coffee shop right now uh, preparing our pieces for the week. So I just want everyone to know how hard she's working uh, as well because we're out here uh, give getting ready. <laughs> right. Give her my best and tell her we can't wait to have her on the TV show. Will do. <laughs> we're, we're looking forward to it. We're really all looking forward to having her on, on, on the show and – uh, of course, I know a lot of Tulane fans are as well because they they want oh, they yeah. want they want to they want to shout proud about being three and zero right now. They <laughs> want everybody to know. Believe me. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to having her on the program on on Thursday. Hey Ross, so are you going to London? By the way, again, that was a question that was asked by my producer earlier. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll be uh, leaving directly from uh, from Carolina and uh, and going to London, but I'll still actually be able to join you on the program uh, as well. Okay. It'll be a weird time for me, but I'm, I'm going to make it happen. <laughs> All right, beautiful. That, that works for us. We appreciate that very much. Hey, oh, of course. Give, give me your thoughts on, on what you saw on, on, on this past Sunday versus, um, versus the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll start over on the offensive side. I think this was an offense that was sort of in a situation to where they were stagnant coming out again. Uh, well, not really. No, let, me, let me rephrase that. Sorry. They, they actually were pretty efficient in that first drive, right? Four first downs drove down the field. They were able to move the ball in the run game as well as in the passing game, but you know, weren't able to punch into the end zone. They walked away with a field goal there, but still positive stuff, lots of positive stuff coming from that drive. Uh, but then after that, they got four first downs in that first drive. After that, for the next five or six drives in the game, accumulative of four first downs over the course of that time. So this was a, a, you know, a team that looked like they were starting off on the right foot, which is something they didn't necessarily get the opportunity to do on the offensive side in Atlanta. But then it kind of fell flat again. So it's really just about establishing rhythm uh, for them. I, I know we saw James Winston with a three-interception game. But to me, more, more than the actual interceptions themselves were just sort of these decision-making things about going for you know, the big play as opposed to the right play, which is something that he you know, had been working on during his time with Drew Brees. So you're looking right. forward to seeing that you know, kind of reestablish itself uh, moving forward. I think now you get the opportunity to kind of say, okay, here's what happens when. Uh, and there's a growth opportunity, opportunity there. Uh, on the defensive side, I, I, I mean, I, I'll start with the linebackers. Demario Davis and Pete Warner are something else. I mean, that duo oh, yeah. is just fantastic. Oh, yeah. They are awesome. And it, goes, it shows you exactly why this team ended up not uh, you know, pursuing and reinvesting in uh, Quan Alexander. As long as Pete Warner can stay healthy, looks like they're going to be um, in a really good spot there. And Caden Ellis has done well, too. We saw an improved run defense from that front, allowing only 2.4 yards per carry on the ground uh, after kind of being gashed in the run game last year, last week, excuse me, against the uh, Atlanta Falcons. And I thought, outside of the two explosive plays that they had, that they allowed on the defensive side, uh, the passing defense held up really well too. So there's a lot of little things that went well, but unfortunately, the connective tissue that you needed to be there wasn't necessarily there, which would have been rhythm, which would have been effectively like establishing an identity, and then some of the decision-making issues uh, that were there as well um, that, you know, keep those things from connecting. But as, you, as this team gets more and more kind of settled into itself and, and, and figuring out who they are, those things should come. Um, 
we heard about the four broken vertebrae with uh, Winston on 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 Sunday. Uh, mm-hmm. How do you think that affected his performance? I think the place where it might be most evident, and you know, look, yes, Jameis about it. He'll tell you that it, you know didn't wasn't a factor. Yes, Dennis Allen about it. He mentioned he didn't really see anything that would signal that. So I'm inclined to believe that because that's what they're telling us. But I think if you're going to question it, one of the places that you question it most is in a couple of plays that Jameis Winston actually took a sack where he probably could have run. So you had the the scramble to the left side where he kind of saw Jarvis Landry streaking open over the middle on a post route deep down the field. He ends up getting holding up, trying to you know think about making that throw as opposed to doing what we've seen him do quite a bit as a New Orleans Saint, which was just tuck it and run, and usually pick up pretty good yardage when he does. He had an opportunity to pick up a first down there, ends up getting hit from behind, uh, you know, fumbles, and thankfully James Hurst was there to, to pick it up. There was another toward the right sideline that was similar to where he kept looking up, kind of hesitating a little bit, and one of the linebackers was able to close on him for a sack for no gain. So I think that might be the place to where, you know, he didn't want to take the hit, didn't want to um, – you know, have a repeat of what happened the last time that he really, you know, scrambled and got free against this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team, which led to the ACL injury. I don't know if that was on his mind. I don't want to speculate that it was. But I think that if there's any point at which you go, ah, okay, maybe that's a spot where the back played a role. I think those in particular would be uh, those spots. And maybe that has something to do with the, the overthrows that we saw as well, kind of overcompensating for, you know, um, maybe, you know, a lack of, a torque or momentum from his torso in terms of twisting, yes. and so overpowering with the arm maybe or something like that. So that could have led to some of the inaccuracies, ball placement, things like that. But that's just yeah, those I definitely thought that. I definitely thought that the back affected his accuracy because I thought it affected his mechanics. And uh, right. while I've said since day, day one, he's a guy that needs perfect mechanics in order mm-hmm. to be accurate. He's got a great arm. There's no doubt. And a lot of time he relies oh, on yeah. that arm. But, but he's got to have good mechanics in order for him to be accurate. And I thought it really affected him, especially as the game wore on. Yeah, and it's interesting because, you know, you saw him, you know, hitting out routes to the opposite side of the field. He's on the right hash, and he's mm-hmm. just throwing darts to the left sideline and, you know, being able to hit those receivers right in the hands. Uh, before, you know, look at the, the toe-tap catch that Michael Thomas made on the right sideline, right? Yep. Like, those moments, you can see everything that makes Jameis Winston special. And that's all because of what he can do with his arm strength. But if his mechanics are impaired or hindered in any way, that's going to affect, you know, his ability to be active. It's going to affect any, any quarterback. Sure, yeah, right, no doubt. Uh, you know, over the middle of the field, deeper down the field, things like that. And yep. I think that that could be a place where if the back did play a role, that would probably be one of the spots where it absolutely did. You mentioned Werner. You mentioned uh, Demario Davis. They have played so well at the linebacker position. I, I was so mm-hmm. impressed with Shai Tuttle uh, coming off yeah. from week one to week two. I mean, he was a monster in the middle. I mean, it's rare when you see a guy like a, a guy a nose tackle, <laughs> you know, leading yeah. the team in tackles. Uh, <laughs> and the another one was Alante Taylor when he got in. I'll tell you what, he blew yeah. some guys up. Oh yeah, he had that one uh, that one hit that I mean had that you know Dennis Allen kind of talked to us about it. He said you know had that been you know, a beat later, that might have been considered a fumble. I mean, you know, he, he could have impacted the game. And, and he looked really good when he was out there in coverage as well. I mean, usually you have a guy like Marshawn Lattimore go out of the, go out of the game uh, after that whole, you know, altercation that led to, you know, an eventual Mike Evans one-game suspension. And, you know, you, you have Bradley Roby on one side. You, you bring um, uh, Alante Taylor in, who, who's a rookie. Usually, 
the opposing team, especially a Hall of Fame quarterback like Tom Brady, would go after that rookie. Uh, and they really didn't because he didn't give them a window to do so. And then that one play, he drops back in a zone. There's some cushion between him, him and the receiver, and he closed that cushion so quickly that he was able to impact uh, Im- impact the catch at the catch point. And that's, that's the physical play that made him what Cody Burns, New Orleans Saints wide receiver coach, called before the season began, public enemy number one and one-on-one. That's the physicality right there. That's the thing that makes Alante Taylor special. If he can keep that up, and as Dennis Allen said, stay healthy, he's somebody that should mm-hmm. continue to get some snaps here throughout the year. I don't see why not. I mean, again, right. just in that, that short sample size, it, it, it did not seem too big for him. That's the one thing you right. worry about. I mean, and again, he was playing against the GOAT, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going against the greatest quarterback of all time. There's still some you know, really, really good receivers that were out there for that. Yeah, you didn't have mm-hmm. Chris Godwin. Yeah, you didn't have you know, sure. Mike Evans anymore at that point. You didn't have Julio Jones, but you still had talented receivers, veteran receivers like uh, Brashad Perryman, a veteran sort of crafty receiver like Scotty Miller. There were still players out there that have the veteran savvy to take advantage of a young player. Um, you know, Russell Gage, same thing. Uh, to take advantage of a young player like Alante Taylor, and they, couldn't, they, they weren't able to do it. He didn't give up that ground, and that, that is something that has to be, first of all, intensely confidence-boosting for Alante Taylor, but I imagine also intensely confidence-boosting about Alante Taylor to the staff. Where do you stand on the call for uh, Andy Dalton to step in while, while Jameis is injured? I, I think it's too early for it, personally. I mean, uh, it depends, right? If he's injured, then yes, right? Like, if he can't go and, or, or if there's a situation to where they do feel throughout the week of practice that the back injury is creating something, then, then sure. But if, if I don't think you do it just to be cautious. I don't think that you do it based on Jameis' performance in week two. I mean, the one thing that we know is that usually teams that transition into a second quarterback in a season – they usually are losing teams by the end of the year. There are certainly exceptions to that. Taylor Heineke excited everybody for a little while for the Washington at the time football team. Um, you know, of course, Nick Foles went on to win a Super Bowl, and he's kind of the shining example of what happens when you change a quarterback midseason or partway through the season. But that, those are the exceptions, not the rule. Under usual circumstances, you change over to your other quarterback, you usually end up with a losing season. That's just the, the way that the NFL game is in terms of transitioning your game plan that way. Now, I think that Andy Dalton is somebody that you can win games with. I don't know that he's going to win you games, but you can win games with him. But we've already watched Seamus Winston win the Saints a game, right? He did it against Atlanta. And so I think that and, – and, and he did it with the help of the, the, the great cast that he has around him in Atlanta. So I don't think that you rush into that decision. I think the New Orleans Saints have no intent on moving to Andy Dalton unless they don't have a choice to, uh, which would be you know, injury-related. But unless that's the case, then I don't see Jameis going anywhere. I think this is still his team, unless he has another performance like what you saw last week over the course of these next couple of weeks. You see the Saints rebounding this weekend? I can see it happening. I mean, they usually play Carolina really well. They usually play them really, usually a tough game um, at Bank of America Stadium. You'll remember the kind of 6-9 to nine, uh, win that they had a few years ago where uh, I think it was, if I remember correctly, Christian McCaffrey threw a touchdown pass. Uh, in that game, to, I think it was Chris Manhurts in that one, uh, on a flea flicker or something like that, uh, but it, or a halfback yep. pass. Uh, and so, you know, they usually have those tough games. You know, they, they really struggled last year, but they also had, I think it was nearly six or seven different coaches out with COVID uh, during that game. So I think that, you know, this is a team that's going to look to rebound. Uh, the defense should be able to perform pretty well against Baker Mayfield. This is the game that you're really looking for the pass rush to step up, not step up, but perform. 
it's hard to do that against a mobile quarterback like Marcus Mariota. You're playing a lot of contain. It's hard to do that against Tom Brady because you're not going to blitz him. Um, you're not going to blitz Tom Brady because you're not going to give him those open cavities on the field. And, you know, he gets the ball out so quickly. So this is really the game to where if there's not a pass rush, it becomes kind of, you know, a bigger conversation point. Uh, so you're looking for that. And, and But ultimately what you're really, really watching for is this offense to be able to get rhythm early uh, in the game. And so having Alvin Kamara back could certainly help them do that. You're hoping for that sure. this week. And you're also hoping that uh, maybe Paulton Debo can get back out on the field this weekend as well. Yeah, that would be nice as well. No doubt about it. Yeah. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks so much for joining us. Let the folks know about uh, your podcast. Also, again, uh, your writings on Saints Wire and CrestedSports.com. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I also want to say thanks for your flexibility this week and everything with uh, just oh. me around in your schedule. Um, you. Yeah, if you want to follow along, oh, of course, if you want to follow along with everything that we've got going on here, uh, you can also you can always find the Locked on Saints podcast wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube as well. Just search Locked on Saints. Uh, you can find all the written work over at Crescent City Sports as well as over at saintswire.usatoday.com. CrescentCitySports.com, my next piece coming out, is looking at something that New Orleans Saints did uh, on a third down to help convert. They lined up Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave, Michael Thomas all on the same side of the field, which stressed that Tampa Bay defense. Expect to see a lot more of that, and I'll tell you why in that piece here throughout the rest of the season. So we've got that coming up for you. Uh, here in the next couple of days over at CrescentCitySports.com. And you can find all of it, of course, over at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter. Beautiful. Thanks for being with us. Have a safe trip to Carolina and and on to London and back. And we'll be talking to you next week, uh, as always. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate you. Take care. Stay safe. I'll talk to you here soon. There you go. That's Ross Jackson again. Uh, and um, you got to check out his stuff. And uh, outstanding, outstanding writer and a great podcast as well. Hey, don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. You come into the house tonight and you're going, oh, wait a minute. 90 degree heat outside. Uh, my house is hot. Why? You need the AC fixed. Uh, wait a minute. It's after hours. Can I get somebody out? Yes, you can get Burkhardt out. Uh, all you had to remember is acpromise.com. A Burkhardt employee will answer the phone and will dispatch a Burkhardt truck that is on call out to your home or your business and get you up and running. Doesn't matter what type of system you have, they're authorized to service it. And if it happens that you need a new system, they're authorized to sell some of the top brands in the industry. But believe me, they'll do everything they can to get that system up and running and, of course, only doing the work that's necessary. You want a company you can trust, it's Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com. acpromise.com. We'll be right back. Hi, Eric Ashwood, celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Oppenheim. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietInsAgency.com. Are you looking to add more ground clearance or enjoying the terrains? Or you want to improve the ride quality and hauling capacity of your car, truck, or SUV? Then Southern Tire has the answer. We are your lift and leveling kit experts. If you enjoy going off-road, Southern Tire has the lift kit for your vehicle. Our suspension lift kits will increase ground clearance and the performance of your vehicle. Hickory and Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. 
Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. Hey, Eric, 17 years later, we're still open 24-7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free, intersection of I-10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover, all for just three bucks plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter code IMPACT at checkout. That's harrys.com, code IMPACT. Enjoy! Spud here, and you know the first place I go when my family needs to see a doctor is Rapid Urgent Care. I mean, you're in and out of there in 40 minutes, give or take. You spend that much time in an ER just waiting to get triaged. From a broken ankle to a bee sting to a COVID test, Rapid Urgent Care has got you covered with clinics all over Southeast Louisiana. You don't need an appointment. Just walk right in with your ID and your insurance card. Or you can sign up for their health care partnership. Rapid Urgent Care also has a telemed center. Waiting for your call might save you a trip. Go to RapidUrgentCare.com to find out more and to find the clinic nearest you. All right, welcome back to Inside New Orleans. We wrap it up here on this Tuesday. I want to thank um, our guests today, uh, Jeff Duncan, Mike Scarborough, Ross Jackson. The podcast will be up about 20 minutes after the show ends. If you missed any of today's program, uh, please uh, check out the podcast. Also, want to thank all the sponsors sponsor our program. Go to ericasher.com. There's a slideshow of the sponsors that sponsor our program. We appreciate your, your uh, support of those sponsors, and we appreciate the sponsorship, uh, again, from each one of those businesses, locally owned and operated. Uh, your, your, again, uh, continued uh, support of those sponsors is why this show is still on the air. We thank you, each and every one of you, uh, for supporting the sponsor and the sponsorship of those businesses as well. Thank Rudy back at studio, producing as always. Uh, coming up next, it's All Access with Jude Young, so keep it right here on 106.1 FM. And uh, tomorrow is Wednesday. Am I right? Yeah, already, Wednesday. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that means uh, Scott Craig and also Sean Vazan in the house. Looking forward to having those guys on the show. All right, you're listening, you're listening to Inside New Orleans. Appreciate you guys checking us out. See you tomorrow, straight up 4 o'clock. My name is Eric Asher. From the dog kit to the governor. That includes the mayor. Sign the petition. They all got to go.